Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Because your life is indeed precious and your life is worthy. Amen. This morning I bring to you uh, the word of God. And I'm, it's, it's a message that the Lord put on my heart for this Thursday. Thursday pass in my morning um, encouragement series. But as I was writing it down, I just knew that I had to preach it this Sunday. Because I, I, just, I just felt it in my spirit. And also I realized that it, there was more to be said. Amen. And so I'm ministering this word I titled, Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Bwemeni mami huo hinikesie. Bwemeni mami huo. Bwemeni mami huo. Wunyumani wakwai. Bwemeni mami huo hinikesie. Bwemeni mami huo.
And certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre that at his grave. And when they found not his body, they came, saying, that they had seen a vision of angels, which said, he's alive. And certain of them which were with us went also to the sepulchre and found it even so, as a woman has said, but they didn't see him. And he said to them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew near unto the village where they went, and he made as though he would go along further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, stay with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went into Tyre with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and gave it to them. And then their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight that very minute. Praise be to the Lord for his word. Oh, amen. Praise the Lord. So Jesus had risen from the dead, and there were many different people who had received the news of his resurrection. People had received the news of his death, and then later on they received the news of his resurrection. Some believed that indeed Jesus had risen from the dead, and they rejoiced. Some, like Thomas, also doubted. Thomas said, unless I see him with my filly filly eyes, put my fingers in his wound, his side, I will not believe. Some were also puzzled and very perplexed, not knowing what to do, because they had no understanding of what had been told them by Jesus before he died, that he would die and then be raised from the dead on the third day. It was the same news, same news going around, but then according to the different reactions, people received, or received different results. Same news, but according to people's reaction to the news, they got different results. And I, I want to tell you this, that you see, in life, it's not the story, it's not the matter, it's not the situation that you are faced with. No, that determines the end. It is your reaction. How you react to any situation is what determines the outcome of that situation. Some receive with joy and gladness and we're happy. Some received it with doubt. And so obviously, they weren't too happy. Some were actually puzzled, confused. So they would also remain in their state of confusion. And so beloved, no matter what comes in your life, no matter what happens in your life, Find the right way to react to it. Yes. You see, you need to come to the place of creating or having the ability to um, sort out things. So that we don't sort out issues in our lives. We just jumble everything. And then your mind becomes jumbled. But you need to be able to sort out issues. Anything that happens in your life, sit down, think about it, and decide what do I want to come out of this situation what do I want to come out of this? Then you take a decision. Then you react to it. Or sometimes, just don't react. Leave it to God. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Because the end result will be what you did or how you took it. Praise the Lord. Oftentimes we read 
you know, um, newspaper stories of somebody killed somebody in the heat of passion. Did they have to kill that person? They could have just walked away from the situation. Hey. And then they would be free. But in the heat of passion, they react on, this, on, 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 on their emotions, kill the person, and they end up in jail, life imprisonment. Did you do yourself a good service? You did yourself a, a disservice. So, it's not the story or the matter. The incidents or situations, but your reaction. So, these two followers of Jesus were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem, talking about what had happened. And Jesus came and walked with them, talked with them, but they could not recognize him because the Bible says their eyes were closed. Their eyes were not open. So they couldn't recognize the one they had walked with, talked with, ate with, followed for three and a half years. They couldn't recognize him. And so he said, what are you people discussing? And they get this long story. Then Jesus said, you are foolish, foolish people. You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scripture. That means that it was their lack of faith in the word, number one, that had blinded them. Whenever we lack faith in the word, we are blinded. We, we, we don't see as we ought to see. So number one, you realize that it was their lack of faith in the word that blinded them because the prophets had prophesied about Christ's death and resurrection. He himself had spent time talking to him about his death and resurrection before he died. But yet when it happened, they didn't believe the word, so they couldn't understand. And he was walking with them, and they couldn't even see him because they didn't believe that he was risen from the dead. It can't be Jesus. He's, he's dead. But Jesus said, on the third day, I'll be raised from the dead. So Jesus called them fools and disbelieving. Whenever you come to the place of disbelief or lack of faith, you enter into this realm. And I will not say it again. <laughs> The realm that Jesus called them. I won't say it again. Amen. They knew the word of God that was predicted, but when it came to pass in the time of the manifestation of the word, they couldn't see. Amen. How many times have we heard the word? How many times do we read the word? And then when something happens, we do not understand that we ought to take the word and apply the word, believe the word, and see it happens. All the time. It's happening all the time with us amen they were spiritually blind they were spiritually blind but the holy spirit reminded me of the gospel of saint luke chapter 4 verse 18 when jesus announced his mandate the reason why he has come to this world he said the spirit of the lord god is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor that's it up there he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. Was he talking only about the physically blind? No. He was talking about the physically blind as well as the spiritually blind. Because in this world, there are many people who are spiritually blind. And 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says that Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Many people are walking in spiritual blindness because Satan has blinded their minds. And he says that they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. Satan has blinded people's minds. And because of that, they can't even see the obvious things. They can't even see that they are blessed. There are many believers who think that they are not blessed. 
And if you say, I am blessed, they'll say, hey, we are too known power. Or that you are being presumptuous. But the truth of the matter is that if you, you, you have spiritual sight, you understand that you are blessed. Hello? <laughs> you are so blessed, it's not even funny. You are really blessed. And the blessing of God upon you, beloved, is not um, in part, it's total. And what you don't have doesn't remove the fact that God has blessed you. What you want that you haven't received yet doesn't remove the fact that God has blessed you. You are blessed. And these are some of, just one of the spiritual realities that when our eyes are open, we will see, we will know, and we will walk in that knowledge. And you cannot be depressed. You cannot be, you know, downcast when anything happens. Because over and above whatever is happening around you, you know you are blessed. So what if I don't have a car? I am blessed. So what if this? I am blessed. And that in itself, beloved, will keep you up. You will not sink. Amen. And the one who has blinded the eyes of people, unbelievers, and sometimes believers alike, is Satan. Satan wants to keep you in the dark. He's a god of darkness, and he keeps people in the darkness so they don't understand the message about the glory of Christ, who, Bible says, is the exact, is in the exact likeness of God. And so the average unbeliever is walking in darkness. So when you tell them anything, they don't understand. So don't blame them too much. They are walking in darkness. All we need to do is to pray that the light of God should shine upon them. Amen. And they are believing. Oh, put your hands together if you are happy with that. And some of us also believers are still walking in darkness. Even though we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness and been brought into the marvelous light of the Son of God, we are still choosing to walk in darkness. We know God, but we don't know God. Some of us say we know God, but we don't know God. Why do I say that? Some of the things that we do, if we knew God, we wouldn't do them. Some of the things that we don't do, if we knew God, we would, we would do them. And so if you are a believer and you are still walking in darkness, today I pray that may your eyes be open. May the light of God shine through your darkness. Now these disciples, they were blinded, number one, because of their expectation. Their expectation, for all of them, their expectation was that Christ was coming as a conquering Messiah. In those days, the Romans had the Jews under bondage. They were servants. That's why they paid taxes to Caesar and all that. And by the, the, the Torah, they knew that God would send a Messiah. But their understanding was that this Messiah was coming like a soldier who would take them out from under Roman captivity. They would be free. They didn't understand that the one who was coming was a servant king. Praise the Lord. And that's why they were confused. When Jesus was crucified, because how can the Messiah be crucified? No, how can he be killed? Because he's supposed to rise up, raise a mighty army, and let us fight and conquer these Romans. But it didn't happen like that. And that is why someone like Judas felt that this man, he's of no use, let's just, let me just sell him and get some money. But had he had the spiritual understanding of what God was doing, that the liberty that God was bringing to them was not just for them, not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles in time to come. And it was a perpetual liberty, a perpetual jubilee in spirit, in soul, and in body. 
if they had understood that, if they had understood that, they would have been better off. And in fact, if the people who killed him knew that, they would also not have killed him. Praise be to God. So their expectation, that's why they said that we had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. That's what they said. They said we had hoped that he was a Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. And, Bible said, and, said, and, they said, and all these things happened three days ago. And they were depressed. They were sad. Their countenance was sad. Some of us are sad in life because of the things that we are going through, because of the things that we are seeing, or because of what we expect to happen. We are sad. But the thing is that God has placed his word. And the Bible says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. What God says he will do, he will do. God doesn't speak for speaking sake. God doesn't want to just converse with whatever God has said, either to you in prayer, either by a prophetic word, a true prophetic word, or either through the Bible. Listen, he said it to bring a performance. The word of God will always bring a performance. So this one, I'm speaking to you who are heavy-hearted. I'm speaking to you whose expectation seems to be lost. That God has not failed. He cannot fail. He said the expectation of the righteous will never be cut off. Listen, you've got to believe this and hold on to it. Because it is coming. Oh, I say it is coming. He has spoken it. It is established. It is established. And it is it's going to manifest. In that part, they said, Nyami, He's done it, but it is hidden to the side of men. But in the fullness of time, there will be a manifestation. Is somebody with me this morning? In the fullness of time, there will be a performance. Ah, so blessed is she who believes, because there shall be a performance of the things that were spoken unto her. This, but even as I speak to you, there shall be a performance of God's word in your life that your eyes will be open your spiritual sight will be open you no longer walk in the blindness of deception where the enemy is deceiving you day and night telling you stories that are untrue making you see yourself in a different light making you see your life in a different light when your eyes are open and they shall be open you will see the goodness of God in your life. You will see the workings of God in your life. You will see beyond the physical. You begin to see into the spiritual. And you will know that indeed the lines have already fallen in pleasant places for you. And you know that it is well with you. Is somebody in this house with me this morning? Put your hands together and give God the praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Bible says, Jesus said to them, wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory. And as he sat down to eat, he took the bread. He blessed it. Now, what does that remind you of? It reminds me of when he sat at the Lord's Supper with them. When the Bible says he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. Broke it for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the bread, he blessed it and he broke it. And in that instant, they recognized him. I'm sure they looked at the hands on the bread and how he broke it. Said, ah, this is familiar. We've seen this before. This can only be Jesus' hands. Is somebody with me? Listen, I pray this morning that your eyes be open to recognize Jesus with you in your journey of life. 
may your eyes be open to see Jesus with you in the hardest times of your life in the night season where it seems there's no one who cares may your eyes be open to see Jesus with you ah, he's a living God who says I will never leave you nor forsake you he said, can a mother forget her suckling child that she's nursed at her breast he said yes she may forget Fubi but I will never forget you why because he said he has engraved you in the palm of his hands and your words are continually before me say the Lord hallelujah to Jesus Somebody put your hands together and thank the Lord. Oh, Mama Satamakaya. He's God with us. Hallelujah. And immediately their eyes were open. In that same minute, he disappeared. But something changed in them. Something changed. Their sadness and their despair left. This morning, may every sadness, may every despair leave your life. As your eyes are open to see Jesus, ah, let your eyes be open and let every sadness, every despair, confusion, not knowing what to do, be unsure of tomorrow. What, what, what will I eat? What will I wear? He said, forget about those things. He said, your father already knows the things that you need. And there are, there, are, there are minor things compared to the greater things that you need, which he has already given to you. And so if he has given you the greater things, what are the less things praise be to the name of the lord their despair left their sadness left their confusion left they were clear they had clarity that's why i pray you have clarity of mind let the story that the enemy is telling you let it change begin to see the story of jesus with you hallelujah may we not walk in spiritual blindness there are certain things that blind us spiritually and i just want to go to a few number one is lack of understanding lack of understanding when you don't understand anything you are blind because when you don't understand anything you end up making things up or thinking otherwise but you see understanding in life bible says fills your room your rooms with treasure amen by wisdom a house is built but by understanding the rooms are filled with treasure we need understanding in life and that is the wisdom of God that he gives to us to understand the things that God is doing to understand the things that are even in our daily lives we need understanding because there's so much that we don't understand but the one who gives us the wisdom to understand is Christ alone amen but lack of understanding so lack of because for lack of knowledge my people perish when you don't know about anything, for example, if you buy a gadget, for those who are very like me, if I buy a gadget and the instructions are there, the probability of me reading the instructions before trying to get the thing to work is 20%. 20%. When I buy the gadget, whatever it is, and I'm very gadgety too, I will just try and get it to work. Then when I get, to, I get stuck, that's okay, where's the, 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 the instruction? Then I read the instruction. I know there are some of you who are very with it. You buy it, you open it, now you spread it out, you read the instruction, and then you fix it and it works. I'm not like that. And I'm sure many of you are like me. Hello? Amen. So we walk in lack of understanding. Because for lack of knowledge, for lack of understanding, my people perish. Not that there is not the truth or the way for us not to perish, but because we lack understanding. I pray this one, may, may you no longer lack understanding. 
And so you don't have to lack understanding because the spirit of him who dwells in you is the spirit of knowledge. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of knowledge and of a sound mind to, to, who enables us to have understanding in all things, in the word of God, in what is happening in our lives. Sometimes you will see an end, but then understanding will tell you that God is doing a new thing. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Number two, lack of faith. Lack of faith blinds us. Anytime we are walking in lack of faith, we are blinded. Because faith sees doors that are not there. But then are there. Where faith is concerned, you see beyond what you see. The minute you start operating in lack of faith, you get stuck. Because the world will always present you its account, its story. But faith will speak differently. As a faith will speak differently. May faith speak in your, on your behalf. When you walk in lack of faith, you, you, you are blind you don't see. When you walk also in lack of vision, you about God's plan, you'll be, you'll be in the dark. Many people lack vision. Especially vision about what God has said. They, so they, they walk blindly in darkness. But we must have vision. You must have a vision according to God's vision for your tomorrow, for your family, for your work, for your, your very life. Amen. And when you go through all these things, when you, your understanding is on point, when you are walking in faith and you have vision, you are clear. You can see clearly. And then you walk in victory and you, you walk in overcoming power. But when our eyes are shut, we will grow up in the darkness. You try this, it doesn't work. You say this, it doesn't work. And you are just going about like a blind man. But listen, God has not called us to blindness, but unto sight. He said, the just shall live by faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. Church, evidence of things. The evidence of things. Clap for yourself. Faith is a substance of things that we hope for. Substance means the reality of things that we hope for. But when you're hoping for something, it's not really in your hands. Otherwise, you wouldn't hope for it, right? But then he said it's a substance. It's, we are holding it. it. We hope for it, but we have it. The evidence of things that we don't see. If you go to court and then for the lawyers here, yeah, if I'm wrong, correct me. And they say, we've brought the evidence. And the, the judge said, where's the evidence? And he said, oh, there it is and there's nothing there. They'll, they'll say, um, they, they should come and bundle you out. Because there's something wrong with you. There's a place where they take people like you. They'll take you there. Evidence is things that you see. Things are tangible. So what somebody talks about evidence of things not seen. I mean, evidence of things not seen. And yeah, bro, for crap. Because evidence is things that you see. But Bible is telling that faith is the evidence of things not seen. We don't see it with our eyes. But we see it with our spiritual eyes. We see it in our Noah. We believe it. We know it is. And it becomes. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Now one day Jesus was with his disciples. Mark chapter 4. I'm talking from. And Bible, when evening was come. He said to them. Let us go over the river to the other side. Keep this one in your mind. Let us go over to the other side. Keep that one. And Bible says, when they had sent away the multitude, they took him as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships around. And Bible, as they were going, there arose a great storm of wind. 
and the waves beat into the ship so that it was full. I think I'm reading from the King James Version. Another version says that there arose a storm of, uh, a storm of hurricane proportions. And so the water was getting into the boat and it was getting full. But he was on the backside of the ship, asleep. Asleep on a pillow. And all this was happening. And then they woke me up and said, Master, carest not thou that we perish an accusation. One that we often make. And we think it's a very spiritual prayer. I know people who pray, that one is an insult to God. God <laughs> never sleeps, does slumbers. When we pray this prayer, we feel very powerful in it. Stop. Anyway, say, Master, carest not that we perish. And he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And Bible said, immediately, immediately, the wind ceased and there was a calm. There was a great calm. I pray a great calm in your heart. I pray a great calm in your life. No matter the kind of boisterous wind that is blowing, no matter the storm, no matter how turbulent things are, I pray that within you, you will have peace. Peace be still. Peace be still. I speak to somebody this morning, peace be still. I'm speaking to somebody's life this morning, peace be still. Receive peace in your heart, peace in your life, peace in your mind, peace be still. Let nothing trouble you because the master of the wind, the master of the seas, he's right there in the boat with you. He says, peace be still. This one receive peace in your life, peace in your home, peace in your marriage, peace on the job. Receive the peace of God. Hallelujah. But there was a great calm and he said to them, why are you so fearful? And where is your faith? And they were exceedingly afraid and they said to one another what man of man is this that even the wind and the seas obey him i told you when i started reading that hold something at the back of your mind what was that good let us go over to the other side was a word and once god has said once jesus said let us go over to the other side their faith should have been this that if jesus said let, we are going over to the other side. No matter the wind, no matter the storm, we shall not jump. We will get to the other side. I'm telling you this morning that the one who saved you, the one who has redeemed you and called you his own, the one who has separated you from the kingdom of darkness and brought you into his light, he has translated you from darkness into light, from death to life from sin to righteousness from sickness to healing from curses to blessing he is the one who is in the boat of your life with you and if he has said this listen it is permanent it will not change so they should not have been afraid because he said let us go over to the other side that means that i'm taking over to the other side it doesn't matter whether the boat catches fire you will get to the other side i say you will get to the other side you will not fail you will not faint you will not die in this thing you will get to the other side you will get to where god has ordained that he's taking you you will get there you will get there oh put your hands together and thank god 
for his word that is unfailing for his promises that endure forever forever oh lord thy word is settled in heaven god said come to me all you who are bed in the heavy laden and i will give you rest this morning he says come you have come receive the rest of god come into the rest of god come into the rest of god he has favored you he has changed your story remain in that rest let nothing terrify you so we get terrified by the wind we get terrified by the storm what is the storm when the master of the storm the master of the sea is in the boat with you and i'm speaking to somebody when god is with you he hasn't left you in spite of the storm listen he hasn't left you he's there and the storm will cease it will cease as that this storm will cease tell yourself this storm will cease whatever storm it is it will cease in the mighty name of jesus Listen, we must pray to God to open our eyes to understanding, to give us spiritual insight, to see God and to understand God and to understand his ways. Or, but if you can't even understand, you know, I tell him, I said, God, I don't understand what you are doing. I don't, truly, I don't. But I trust you. And that settles it. <laughs> Because if I, I'm seeking to understand what God is doing, that I want to be like Him. But He said His ways are not our ways, neither His thoughts our thoughts. So as far as the heavens are above the earth, so are His ways above ours. If you don't understand what God is doing, don't worry, just trust Him. At least you know that God is trustworthy. At least you know that He is faithful. At least you know that He is good. So just remain there. We must pray, God, open my eyes and see by faith and stop looking by sight. Because when you look by sight, you will die. Because the things that you will see, the things that you will hear, the things that will come upon you, you will faint, you will fall, you will die. David said, I would have killed over, I would have fainted, I would have died unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You must believe that. Because see, there's everything in life, but everything in life will fail. Everything will pass away. It is only God and his word that shall never pass away. And so whatever it is today, it will pass away. Listen, it will pass away. It will pass away. But the word of God abides and will abide forever in your life. Put your hands together and say, I will see by faith substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, faith liberates us. It is your faith that will liberate you. Fear will bind you. But faith liberates you. See somebody always happy. It doesn't mean everything is kosher. But then they have come to a place of faith. And they know that whatever has happened is for a period and a time. It won't last forever. Faith liberates you. Fear binds you. You see, when your eyes are open, you begin to see possibilities in everything rather than impossibilities. When your eyes are shut, all you see is nothing. Close your eyes and see. You close it. Let's do an exercise. Close your eyes, everybody. What do you see? What do you see? Open your eyes. What do you see? Praise God. Put your hands together. Thank the Lord for the power of even physical sight. This physical sight. How much more spiritual sight? 
faith, eyes open will cause you to see impossibilities become possibilities in your life. See, faith sees an opening. Whilst lack of faith, which has shut your eyes, sees everything shut. You said, I have nothing in my house except a small jar of oil. But why do you say nothing? A small jar of oil is not nothing. It isn't nothing. She just said, I have only a small jar of oil. You think it's not I have a jar of oil. But she said, I have nothing in my house. Exaggeration. Then she remembered, said, save, accept a small jar of oil. Tell your neighbor, stop exaggerating. But you see, so we wallow in self-pity. Oh, why has this trouble come upon me? Only me and only me among all my peers and among all my siblings. Hey! Go and listen to somebody's story and you just shut up your mouth. Let's stop wallowing in self-pity. Let your eyes be open to see the, the power of God working for you. The goodness of God working for your life. And so when your eyes are open, immediately the devil loses his grip. Because the, the, strong, the stronghold of the devil is when he's got you in fear. When he's got you in lack of faith. When he's got you, you know, in terror. He's got you. But when that stronghold is broken and your eyes are open, you are liberated. What can he hold you with? When it's scary, you're going to die, you're going to die. And you also believe, hey, 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 I'm going to die, I'm going to die. That is where the enemy wants you. But if only your eyes would be open at that time. And you remember that the one who is within you, the Holy Spirit who is within you, gives life. Quickens your mortal body unto divine life. Unto Zoe life. Those words, you're going to die, will stop. And you overcome the devil. So we overcame the devil by what? The blood alone alone and what else the word of our testimony what we have seen what we believe what has happened is our testimony what you say what you believe is your testimony so we overcome the enemy by the blood and by the word change your words change your utterance over yourself in jesus mighty name <laughs> hallelujah so these followers of Jesus, to get back to our word, I'm closing very soon. We're talking like it was the end of the story for Jesus. Meanwhile, I told them that in three days, I will be raised to life. But they were talking like, oh, he's dead. Say so he was a prophet. They didn't say he is who. He said, Jesus, who was a prophet? They're already talking about it in the past tense. And therefore, they also believe that the end of their work with him had come. But it wasn't so. Jesus was right there with them. And they couldn't recognize him. God is with you. Recognize that. God is for you. Recognize that. God is on your side. Believe that. I pray this morning, beloved, that may our eyes be open. May God open our spiritual sight. The Apostle Paul, he said when he heard that the church in Ephesus, when he heard of their faith, and their love for God and for people, he prayed a certain prayer for them. Ephesians 1, reading from verse 50 to 23, is a prayer. I'm just going to stand in the verse 18 and 19. He said, he prayed, he said, this is my prayer, I prayed for you. He said that 
Oh, let me start from 17. He said, I prayed for you. I said, I make mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that you know him. And second, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, being open, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is? And then you also know that his, the exceeding greatness of his power towards us, his power given to us, which is the same power it's according to the, might, the mighty power that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He said that he prayed that our eyes would be enlightened to understand why we have been called, why among all your family members you have been chosen to be a child of God. And what is the hope of the calling? What has he called you to? And then you also come to understand that the power that he has you know, released into your life is great and powerful. And it's the same power, according to the same power, it's the same intensity of power that he used when he raised Christ from the dead. That resurrection power. And set him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So far above all principality and power and thrones and dominion. And the wonderful thing, and he has put all things under his feet and given him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And we are the church. We are the church. You see, he said, let your eyes be open. And so this morning, you want to rise up on your feet. And you want to be, because if you understood the power of your salvation, the workings of God's spirit, in bringing you out of darkness, in making you a child of God, if you understood that alone, and you came to that, that, that revelation, you stop memory, you stop being afraid, you stop being troubled, because you see, that power that he used to bring you to himself is enough to perform all things in your life. Lift up your hands and begin to thank God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your word. And you want to pray immediately, Lord, open my eyes. Give me spiritual understanding in life. Let me walk not as a blind person, but let me understand the things that you are doing in my life. Cause me to see your greater works in my life. Let me see the blessing instead of the, the lack or the curses that I, 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 I'm focusing on. Pray that, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes, Lord. Give me understanding in life. Thank you. I can't hear you. Thank you, Jesus. Open our eyes, oh God. Let every form of lack of faith, lack of understanding, leave our hearts and our minds. Bring us to the place, by God, where our eyes are open to see beyond what we see in the physical, to see what you, God, are doing, to come to the place of peace and rest in life. Secondly, we want to pray that, Lord, illumine my darkness. Illumine my darkness. Micah says in Micah 7, 7 and 8, he says that, therefore, I will look to God. Because of troubles all around, I will look to God. And I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me.
So rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall rise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord himself shall be a light unto me. Pray this for the Lord. Illumine my darkness. Let me see the light of your presence with me. In spite of the darkness that wants to overwhelm me. Let me see your light. And let me walk in that light. Pray. Because it's only when you, you see that you can walk in the light. Let me see your light. Let your light guide me. Let your light lead me. In short, let me, let me believe you and your word as opposed to other things in my life. What has God said? What is God doing? What will he do? Who is he? How is he like? What is his character? May our eyes be open this morning. This morning I pray and I command every anxiety to be driven away from you. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the light of God's presence open your eyes and may every anxiety, every fear, every discouragement, every inability be driven far from you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May confusion leave your heart and your mind. May fear and terror break off your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that as God opens your eyes, your spiritual eyes, may you come to the place where you are settled in your heart, settled in your mind, that it is well with you. He says, say unto the righteous that it shall be well with them. This one I speak to you, brethren. It shall be well with us. This one I pray, embrace everything that God is doing in your life and may his light shine upon you. And may your eyes be open. Always, not sometimes, to see what God is doing in your life. To receive what God has promised to you and to walk in it in victory and overcoming power in Jesus mighty name. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website www.tlgm.org Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.